Hello, and welcome to Internet DNA. This week, we're going to talk about external hard drives. So, Dan, how are you? I'm very well. I'm very well. Been a while. It has been a while. <laughs> but we're back. We are, finally. And talking of been a while, I've had a, an external hard drive, a big old lump of a dinosaur that I back up and archive all my files on for so long that I'm beginning to worry that uh, it's, it's a false security because I think it's going to break. In fact, I think it already has broken because my new computer won't connect to it because it likes to go via the internet. It's an old Netgear NAS box. Does that ring a bell? Yes, it does. Yeah. It's and does. so I wonder if you could tell me the different types of hard drives and storage that might be a good idea for me and where I could get them from. Or if you think, no, I don't think the old one's worth keeping. Um, what would you do with your storage um, files? My files, I put them all on the cloud. That's what but, I do. I've got terabytes and terabytes on the cloud. And uh, when you're talking about for backup, it's the exact reason why I don't use external hard drives anymore because it's not really backed up, is it? It's just on another thing that might fail. And, and that's basically why I've become uh, driverless, essentially. I mean, my computer has drives, but they're all... Fairly small, small capacity uh, SSD drives. What's an SSD drive? SSD is solid state storage. So uh, we need to go back to the beginning. So um, hard drives, as as we're talking about them, are basically a load of metal platters with what you can imagine as needles on them, and they sound very tasty. uh, Well. I'd like Basic- silver platters with, I don't know, something a bit more exciting than needles. Uh, well, basically, they're much like a record player in, in many ways. So they, they record the information magnetically onto the platters, and then they read it magnetically off the platters. And that's pretty much how they work. So they're spinning a disk, which is why when you're looking at hard drives, one of the key things they talk about is the RPM. So like a, BPM. BPM. Huh? Minute. Like beats, yeah, like yeah. beats per minute, but actually it's RPM like an engine. It's revolutions per minute. Oh. And usually storage drives are quite low, so they're sort of 5,400. Um, because they're that, literally... That would be used. a lot of beats per minute. It would be a lot of beats <laughs> per minute. You'd be dancing quite hard at that stage. Yeah. So, um, and it's one of the reasons why when your hard drives are about to die, you get what's known as the dreaded clicking sound, which is this tick, tick, it's it's actually the fact that it's starting to fail. All right, uh, mine sounds like um, a space shuttle about to take off. Yeah, no, that's because you're using a NAS box with a tiny little fan on it that's trying to keep the hard drives cool. Because obviously when you're spinning drives, you've got motors running that need power and you've got elements moving which create friction. So there's heat generated off them. So, so a solid-state drive is... It's much closer to like a stick of memory, really. And what are the other ones? There was something else that wasn't a solid state. It was probably a... uh, a Now, in between, there's a thing called a hybrid drive. And a hybrid drive is exactly what it sounds like, which is part of it is solid state. So your most recently or most often used files are held in a solid state part of the drive. 
and then the rest of the files are held in a sort of traditional hard disk spinning platters thing. And and the solid state's quicker and safer? Uh, well, there's some real advantages to solid state. Yes, it is quicker. So when I go to old uh, people's computer and they go, oh, my laptop's rubbish, generally what I'll do is I'll take out the hard drive, replace it with an SSD, give it back to them, and they'll go, wow, it's like, it's like a new computer. And, it, and it's that, because the delay in old computers is the asking for files off a hard drive. That delay is actually quite significant. Like startup times for Windows is almost entirely to do with the speed of your hard drive. So if your window starts up in under 10 seconds, that's because you're sitting on a on a SSD or probably a some form of M2 SSD. Okay. But if so it takes three minutes, it's because you're on a very old and slow hard drive with probably very little capacity left. But we're digressing because we I'm by the way, Dan. Yeah. You sound like you're walking through a thunderstorm. Okay, I'll sit down again. Sorry, I always I talk about when I'm when I'm talking. That is nothing to do with solid states or unsolid states. No. Just large grey clouds. I, I have to tell myself to sit down because I tend to walk about when I'm talking. Talking of clouds, so we, we've digressed because I'm not talking about a hard drive in my computer that I used to work off. I'm talking about a backup storage. Yes. I use Dropbox. Right. I use OneDrive. But then yeah. I also, when I'm not using the files, I back them up to two separate hard drives. Why? Because I feel they're safer. Really? Yes. In what way would they be safer? I'm just well, going to question your assumptions here. Because too. I've physically got them in a box in yeah. my office and my house. Okay, so let's imagine all the things that could physically happen to that box in your house. Well, it could burn down. Yep, it could get water on it. It could. That's get... why I've got one in my house and one in my office. Okay, it could get banged. The hard drives could die. Technology could mean you can no longer access them. Where the whole point of the cloud is they're everywhere. Yeah, they're everywhere and nowhere because I oh, lost all my files on Dropbox because somebody joined their Dropbox with me. And then when they undropped joined them, all my files just disappeared. I watched huh. literally vanish off my computer and there was nothing I could do. And it was the most scary moment. Yes, Bing. and there are... You, I don't know what that zoom ding was, but um, <laughs> there are lots of different ways you can store on the cloud. So um, you're talking about things like Dropbox, and Dropbox is really just an ab abstracted version of Amazon Web Services S3 bucket. So um, I'm now going to talk a load of stuff that probably goes into a different podcast, but literally you've got a a folder on a drive or on hundreds of computers around the world. Now, what happened to you was that you allowed someone else to take ownership of your files. And so when they de-owned them, they disappeared. But most companies nowadays, like for instance, we don't have any file servers, any email servers, any account servers, nothing in the company anymore. Everything lives on the cloud so that anyone can connect 
from anywhere well not anyone but people with the relevant sort of authorization can connect from anywhere and access the files um i understand your concern about dropbox because of your experience with it but generally if you have a properly set up cloud drive your content stays there forever now what i could say to you is yeah you're going to say yeah but it's going to cost me money like i'm going to pay yeah so how much will i pay well that really depends as a user you can go on to let's say i think is it icloud do something i mean theirs is incredibly cheap i mean unbelievably cheap google cloud is cheap as well I mean, I think I pay £3.30 for unlimited storage. A month? Yes, per user. Okay, so, here's a thing. Yeah. I have such terrible broadband that I can't download and upload files at all. For example, if I try, if my Dropbox is updating, um, the radio and everything else just stops. Yeah. Okay. So, and and this is this is a problem for people on cloud. And so, if we talk about um, Google Drive, for instance, which is the one that I predominantly use, just because both my company and um, myself are both on Google, because aren't we all? If we live on the web, um, it has a thing called drive stream and then you can choose which files you want to keep actually on your computer because I don't know about you but for me I'm very rarely working on more than let's say 200 megs of or 200 gigs or megs gigs I guess of actually real actual files the rest of it is just archived files that I'm not actually going to use i need to maybe access them again at a future date but i'm really not using them that's not what i'm using so what you're saying contrary to what i thought with google was that you can have the files like they're just a folder on your computer like absolutely Dropbox. yeah because absolutely. i don't like the fact that i have to go and browse for them but that's no exactly saying. so they, it gives you a google folder just like a dropbox folder i mean they all work pretty much the same to be honest um and then you can choose which ones you want to sync and desync from your phone or your computer or from whatever. And you can even choose by device. So on my computer, I sync certain files, and on my phone, I sync other files. Um, okay, here's a here's a maths question for you. How quick is your maths? If it's three pounds fifty a month, and it would cost me sixty six pounds to get a two terabyte drive, how many months? Okay, so what you're saying. Uh, Two terabyte storage. You don't know. You meant to do it in your head. I know, but well, I actually, I'm trying to get rid of my phone call. <laughs> I know, but uh, so it's about I'm two years. I've already done it. It's about two years. Yeah. Exactly. And if you're saying that you're going to keep your files forever, yeah, that's a lot more expensive. Yeah, because probably your files are going to run out, aren't they? What my terabytes. I don't know. They sound a bit like a, back in the dinosaur age again, a pterodactyl. I don't think that they're going to run out. That's so much space. I'll start to. So, the, the, if you're a single user, like one person, and you're not frightened of things that are technical, um, there is actually a really, really simple way of, of, of dealing with this, which is 
um, Amazon Web Services offer these things called S3 buckets, which are literally exactly as they sound. Now, what you can do, they are incredibly cheap because you can basically buy different versions of these. And this is what our company does. So once we've once a file hasn't been accessed for more than three months, it gets moved across into Amazon Web Services S3 bucket, which is a reduced access. So you don't use it very often. And once it's been on there for six months, it goes into a thing called Glacier, which is just literally archive storage. And that's literally what it is. It can take you up to, I think it's four hours to get the file back if you need it back. But generally, you don't. And that's the way we reduce costs because obviously we're generating, you know, huge amounts of design files for magazines every single month um, and all the associated sort of event material. So we don't want to be storing, you know, hundreds and hundreds of terabytes of stuff on our Google Drive, which doesn't need to be there. Um, so you can start to tear it down. Now, as a, as a single user, you can just get a, an S3 bucket, I think probably, I can't remember, and I'd have to look it up. But I've got a feeling that S3 is free up to maybe two terabytes. So mm. they don't charge you at all. What do you mean it takes four hours to get it? Oh, no, that's once it's into Glacier. So um, Glacier is their archive storage. And the, the advantage of Glacier is that I think one terabyte costs you 1p per month or something. I mean, it's literally, it's not even a cost. So on a, did you say Amazon, Amazon S3 bucket? Yeah. It's so that's, very, so, very cheap to do yeah, storage. Yeah, so any, anyone can sign up for an Amazon Web Services account. And on Amazon Web Services, they have a thing called S3 buckets. And effectively, Dropbox is built on top of S3 buckets. All it does is is provide user authentication and separation on top of an S3 bucket and obviously they charge you the difference so okay. that's, well, that's, that's its business that's worth looking into I've still I thought I was really digital I think though. for you as a user it's Google it's Google Suite um, and using a thing called Google Drive Stream and and that synchronizes all your files all the time and then you choose which ones you want on your computer and then the ones that you don't want on your computer you just allow to live in the cloud forever and ever and ever so if i go to google drive i can find where to download the uh yeah exactly and sync the files yeah. to and especially if you're using google apps for business rather than um, just pure gmail but i think drivestream is available for both i'd say i use business for everything so it's difficult for me to remember well, but, here's the thing. I thought I was really digital, but there's something in me that's sort of keeping one foot in the analog world, and I still want my external hard drive. Yeah. What if the, what, wait, what if the world came to the end, to an end, and there was no internet, and I, then, I, I wouldn't have any, I wouldn't have any files, I wouldn't have any photos. Whereas if <laughs> it was sitting in my house, I would. Okay, so. You, if that, that's if that's your fear that One the world's them. coming to an end and you're going to still need your photographs, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I should probably print uh, them out and put them. We're in just going to ignore the fact there probably won't be any electricity anyway. But um, imagining there was electricity, yeah, I'd no be cycling like a hamster on a wheel. I'd yeah, okay, then just so I um, can see my photos. Yeah, okay, so then. 
then there's the argument right there for uh, uh, an external hard drive. There is actually another argument for an external hard drive, and it's actually one that I do use an external hard drive for, which is working on very big files. So if you're working on large Illustrator or Photoshop or that sort of thing, files which you don't want on your, let's say, laptop hard drive, which usually are quite small, my solution to that though is to run ssd storage because the other problem with large files is that you need to access them very quickly you don't yeah. want photoshop sitting so i don't use external hard drive for storage in in the sense of archival storage but i do sometimes use it for working file storage if i'm I, making movies or very large uh yeah exactly so my Ooh, my okay. laptop has 250 gig hard drive which some of it is then taken up by the operating system and then a lot more is taken up by the applications so i don't want to be loading you know a hundred gigs of movie files onto my computer but i need to be able to access them in a way that my editing software isn't going to go well you can go make a cup of tea while i go and grab this file that's why i run or you can uh stop listening to the radio and go and make a cup yeah, of tea. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I do run well, uh, I update Dropbox. one terabyte SSD storage, external storage. And that's what I use it for. And so if we're talking about external storage, uh, what, what are good ones to get and where are good places to get them from? Um, okay, so if you're just buying literally archive storage, um, any of the big names, I quite like Western Digital, but you know it doesn't really matter. Any of the big names, Seagate's another one. Um, you should be looking at uh, what types of driver inside. So if we take Western Digital, I think they do a green one that's called Eco, uh, which is usually sort of consumer level storage drive. They do do red ones, but they're for NAS drives, so they was, they're quite slow drives, but they're very reliable. So the faster you go, you go up to a Barracuda or these sort of 1000 RPM drives, they're very fast, not half as fast as SSD, but for hard drives, they're fast. But then they're more prone. Their mean time between failure is much lower. Which mm, always makes me sounds, laugh that name. That sounds a bit risky. What mean time between failure? Yeah. That is that is every electrical product that you have will have what's known as a M mean time between failure. And basically what it says is on average. An MBF. Yeah. yeah I think it's between actually, but I don't know why that is. Anyway, it's it's a measure of what the service life of something is. So you can imagine in like printer inks, they'll say you can get 500 pages from this printer ink. Yeah. Yeah. And I realized with material, you can get, uh, it's called the abrasion rate. How many yeah. times you can sit on it before you've destroyed yeah. it. Exactly. And so for computers, it's mean time between failure. So it's so usually measured in thousands of hours. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but again, you just talked about a different type of drive. That's not a solid state drive. That's uh, something else. So solid state drives... Um, they have a, uh, I think it's a write performance. So they'll say they're, they're good for a million writes because obviously you're writing over on these little tiny little uh, NAND chips and eventually they degrade. But I mean a million writes. Now, 
if but you're if I'm talking, looking for an external hard drive, do I need a solid state one or do I need a NAS one? You're using it for archive, in which I've already discussed you should be doing that on the cloud, or you're doing it for working files. Yeah. I think if you're doing it for working files, you would be better off with a smaller, like a half or one terabyte SSD drive, mm -hmm. because then you're not going to get the performance degradation of working on those files over onto a hard drive. If you're doing it for because you're worried about the end of the world and you need your photos, um, then you, I would buy a high capacity external hard drive and I would go for probably four terabytes, I think is a good price point at the moment. Um, that goes up to eight, I believe. And that's Honestly, not solid state. That's... No, that's normal hard drives. Okay. Okay. But I wouldn't be doing archived storage on hard drive. I know, I know. And I normally agree with you in everything, but this week I'm not going to agree with you. I'm just too No, and that's fair enough. Terrified yeah. and I want my terabytes. So I, I think I might go out and buy a red one or a green one, as you mentioned. Yes. Yes. So um yeah, so so make sure that you're buying one that is specifically designed for storage because it will run slower speeds, it will last longer, it won't be as prone to failure. I mean, the fact is, is in my entire life, I've only known sort of two or three drives ever to fail anyway. But if it's those pictures that need to survive the apocalypse, then you need one that you know is going to survive the apocalypse. You yeah, effectively need the cockroach drive. It will be. I'll be remembered because my drive will be there. That's yeah. something to think about, I think, always. How will yes. I be remembered? Yeah, so that, I where mean, would I one, get one, one of these? Do I go to Amazon? Do I go to Curry's? Do I go to eBuyer? Where do I buy one of these drives? Uh, so the first thing I would do is is have a look on the internet for good portable storage drives. Find the one that you think suits you best, and then do the usual internet, like Shop Google shopping. Right. Where do we get this cheapest? You know, or go to your local computer shop and support them. Or don't I don't know whichever um, yeah I mean just use the internet but I do some research find out what you you know find out what each one has because they all come with like bits of software and bit lockers and um, little you know. extras to try and get me to buy them exactly and really all you need is the largest capacity drive over that you can get within a budget that you can pay from a name that's reasonably reputable. Okay. Well, sorry about the binging and the dinging of my phone, but thank you for that. I think I may not take your advice, and I think I may go and buy a solid, no, not a solid straight, but uh, but uh, basically a physical drive. Um, and you can go back to your thunderstorm now if you'd like. That's all right. And I'll say goodbye till next week. Brilliant. And I will speak next week. What are we going to talk about next week then? The cloud. Why don't we talk about the cloud next week? More clouds. Well, let's de-frighten about the cloud. Okay. We could do that. All right. Until then. Cheerio. Bye.